Hello and welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm Isabel Palacios and I specifically created this podcast to empower and inspire you to create your best life and live a positive existence. Join me as I interview incredible people, share my journey, discuss the law of attraction and guide you into your greatest version. May you always remember your true beauty, your true worth and your true power always come from within. So open your mind and your heart, get comfortable and let's get into it. Hello, my beautiful angels. Welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. Thank you so much for tuning in. And in today's episode, I want to discuss feeling like you should be in a relationship or singlehood to those of you who are single and struggling and wanting to find someone, but you can't seem to find the one. Where are they? Where could they be? Universe, bring them to me. God, where are they? Am I going to die alone? Is the world going to end because I don't have a relationship or I don't have a date or nobody likes me? I'm all alone. The answer is all of that stuff is in your head. I was listening to this audiobook called How to Be Alone by Lane Moore. And honestly, it was super eye-opening because she had an upbringing and a lifestyle. I, I totally recommend this book, by the way, but she had an upbringing and lifestyle that was completely different to mine. And it really made me think because she talks about how she has been alone or hasn't had a close family bond or a family that she can even call family or a friend that has stuck around. Like basically she's all alone. She doesn't have people. And it got me thinking, there are people who have a level of loneliness that transcends even just being in a romantic relationship. And if this is you, I highly recommend you listen to this audiobook. I thought it was going to be more of a scientific or more of a, I guess, informational book, but it's literally her life story. And it is so beautiful and raw and unfiltered and real. And there was so much that I could relate to. And of course, other things that were like, whoa, I could not believe that there are people out there who are dealing with this. And it's a very comforting book, let me tell you. It made me laugh. She's hilarious. She's quirky. She's fun. And I love her approach and the way she describes things in the book or these happenings to her in her life. And basically it all boils down to the fact that she didn't have a family really growing up. She had a family she lived with and they were her biological family, but they weren't family in the sense of family. And a lot of people say, oh, blood is thicker than water and you'll always have your family. And there are people out there who don't really have a family. They might have a mom and name, but they don't have somebody they can put down in an emergency contact form at the doctor's office, which is something that she'd never had. And she discussed that, how people would look at her funny when they said, is there literally no one you can call to say that this happened to you? And she said, no. There's nobody. There's really nobody out there that cares about me. That's a level of loneliness I can say, and I'm grateful that I've never felt that because I've always had my parents, always, you know, my siblings or even cousins or best friends who have been like family to me and continue to be like family to me. And Lane talks a lot about how she got into romantic relationships out of loneliness and especially 
with older men that when she was a teenager, she would go out and date when she was like 13 and she would date men in their 30s and she didn't think anything was wrong with it. But now looking back, she realizes how they took advantage of her and how creepy it was and how wrong it was. But out of loneliness and out of this feeling of not belonging, she naturally went towards these relationships. Now, the reason I bring up this audiobook is because you should go listen to it. I listened to it on Audible. But the reason I talk about this is because it really makes you think that we are so afraid of being alone that we will automatically jump into situations or scenarios that are so wrong for us just so that we won't be alone. And I think that instead of fighting the loneliness and fighting being single or thinking there's something wrong about it, I think it's really important to be introspective and to look back on your past and see maybe why certain relationships didn't work out, shouldn't have worked out, or why you're still single. And many times the traumas that we dealt with growing up or seeing how certain relationships panned out in our family history, such as your parents, maybe there was a divorce. So now you are naturally inclined to shy away from marriage because you think, oh, well, marriage ends in divorce. So why should I even invest in this? And Other points could be your own relationship history. You have been heartbroken so much in the past, so now you just kind of push love away. Or maybe you haven't had a relationship and you feel like, it's time, it's time, it's time. I'm 24, I'm 25, I'm so alone, I need somebody, I want to get married, I want to have a family, I want to have romantic love. And I think that the Western way of looking at romantic relationships and romance in general is quite flawed because... It's almost like this, of course, Disney didn't help at all growing up for us girls or guys who watch Disney. We kind of had this idea that there was this one person, this one knight who was going to come in and save the day and save us from the tower and save us from everything. You know, even just looking at Cinderella's story, it was her living a really miserable life with people who hated her. So the prince took her away to a life of luxury and love and all this stuff. And that's beautiful. And I believe that to a certain extent, we do get fairy tales in life. I see it not only in the people around me and my friends and my family, I see people getting married and after many years of being single or being heartbroken, they find the one and that is so beautiful. But I also think that we shouldn't feel pressured to find that for ourselves because many times that's not what's going to bring us fulfillment. It's not what's going to fulfill our lives. Now, I went through a really tough breakup back in January, February. I don't even remember. It feels like ages ago. And I imagined myself with that person, not for the rest of my life, but for a very long time. That person imagined me being with them forever, having children with me. And I ended up being the one who didn't want to continue with the relationship. And for a long time, I was afraid of ending the relationship because I thought that I couldn't do better or that there wouldn't be somebody else for me out there or there wouldn't be somebody who would want to marry me. So that relationship was really, really, really serious. Now, I had felt pressured to be with this person, not only because they basically chased me until I finally gave in, but because I thought, okay, I was 23 at the time, which I'm 25 now, and looking back, I thought, wow, that was really young. (laughs) It was really young for the level of commitment he wanted from me. And I didn't even know who I was. The girl I was when I first got into that relationship was so naive, was 
not anywhere near the level of expertise I have now and just in my finances and my mentality and all these things. And I allowed myself to be in this relationship because I thought nobody else will want to marry me. And isn't that a crazy thing to think about? Yet it's a thought that runs through a lot of our minds that, okay, the first person who comes and expresses that they want to be with us or they want to marry us is the first person we should go with, regardless of the fact that that person doesn't fit our standards or fit our desires for the future. And let me make it clear, I did not see myself really getting married to this person and having children. They wanted that with me and they were about six years older than me. They were at that stage in their life. I was not. And it's important to realize this because we all have different stages and different moments and different things in our life that differ from other people, even our partners. Why is it that love is the only thing that we should expect to just fall out of the sky and bless us, that we were chosen, that we had all this? Why is love that only thing? We don't do that with our finances. We don't necessarily do that with our friendships. We pick and choose who we're friends with. We invest for the future. We make choices on what we're saving and where we're spending. We're not necessarily like that with jobs either. When we're not happy with a job, we leave it. Why are romantic relationships so different? That's where I'm saying the Western view of relationships is flawed, especially for women, young women. We're told, oh, your biological clock is ticking. You better find someone. You better do this. Or you better take that guy out for a date, even if you don't like him, even if you're not attracted to him, he has money, he has this, you should, you know, and we're told we should, should, should do all these things. And we allow ourselves to jump in head first into the dating game to see what is the best catch we can find or what's the best thing. And it's like, we have to approach things in a different way, almost in a systematic way. Look at your life right now. If you're a person who is tired of being single, if you feel like, oh, everyone else is getting married in a relationship, all this, just look at your life right now. Would another person fit into this moment in your life? Let's talk about this. Let's be real because relationships take a lot time and money. Even if you're the female in the relationship and you believe a guy should pay for everything, which that's that's another topic for another podcast. But if let's say that's you, you want a man to pay for everything. If you don't have your finances in order, if you don't have your life in order, and it's not because you're going to give all your money to him or you're going to let him live off of you or you want a broke man. It's not about that at all. What if one day that man decides to leave you and then you're left with nothing? Let's say he never married you. He kept promising he was going to marry you so you don't get... Or let's say this, he decides to marry you, yet he gives you a prenup. You have absolutely no money to your name. You have nothing and he decides to leave you for someone else. Now, this is worst case scenario, of course. I'm a very realistic person despite me being course, more positive. But what I'm saying is you don't want to invest time and money and energy into this deal, which essentially marriage is a deal. Essentially a relationship is a deal that you make between two people. You're going to go into this deal as the loser without a hand. You know, when you go and you play cards, you got to make sure you have a good hand before you take the gamble. We have to think just like, like in all areas of our life, our health, our fitness, our finances, our career, our platonic relationships, we think this isn't serving me, so I have to go. Yet in relationships, we get so hung up on an ideal of a person because 
Most of the times when I talk with my clients and I am helping them guide them through their relationships, they are fighting for the ideal or how that other person makes them feel about themselves. And it's never really about that other person. It's never about what that person is on their own. It's just about what that person can give you. But what are you giving to that person? What are you giving to yourself? What is your part in a relationship. That's why I'm saying we have to be conscious of whether you just want to be in a relationship out of loneliness or whether you are ready for one. Now, most people out there are in relationships they're not happy with because they just don't want to be alone. They're in relationships where the other person is dominating them or taking from them or hurting them or engaged in behavior that they don't agree with, but they put up with it. This can be male or female. It can be any dynamic. doesn't matter your gender or your sexual orientation or if you're cisgendered or non-binary. Everyone's out there looking for love in all the wrong places, in the wrong people, in too many faces, like the country song says, and it's leaving us empty. It's leaving us in this place of this is the end all and be all. And when that love disappears, when one of you decides to end the relationship, we close ourselves off. We become bitter. And this is not for everyone. I'm just speaking in general terms, of course, but most of the time we get into this really negative place because there's not another person there next to us or we lost somebody that we were with. And we have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Relationships are important in being human. Tribal relationships more than anything could be between friends who support each other, family who supports each other, or maybe it's just you supporting yourself for a while, which is fine. Or maybe just you finding support in a therapist or in a coworker or in the librarian at your local library, somebody that you can talk with, exchange ideas with. And instead of seeking to find the one, let's seek to strengthen the bonds with other people in our lives. Even if the bond is imperfect, that alone, strengthening the bond and the exchange between you and another person in a platonic way will teach you a lot about how a romantic relationship should work. You wouldn't necessarily be friends with somebody who is really reckless. I mean, you could be. Many of us have had friends like this in the past, but for me, I have cut out people like that in my life because they weren't serving me. They were actually making my life more difficult when in reality, they weren't giving anything or nurturing me in any way. So it was just a given, a given, a given, no receiving. Relationships should be a mutual exchange. And so we have to approach our romantic relationships in the same way. Look at your life objectively. Would another person, their thoughts, their feelings, their traumas, their issues, their financial issues, their debt. There's a lot of people in America with student loan debt. There's a lot of people in America with credit card debt. Children, There are a lot of people out there with children already. Would another person fit into the life that I have now? We often wait for the right one and we idealize this thing that they're going to be absolutely perfect in every way. They're going to love all my flaws. They're going to have this. They're going to have that. So that's why we rush it because we think that this person's going to magically come in and fix all of our traumas, all of our insecurities, when in reality, they can actually pour salt into a wound without even realizing it, which is why if you are, I don't care what age, even 20s, 30s, 40s, if you're in a place where you're feeling like you should be with someone or you've never been in a relationship and you want to be in one to prove something to everyone, 
everyone else, get really honest with yourself. Block out all the outside noise, maybe all the times a friend or a family member has made you feel bad about being single or about having too many boyfriends or you can get them but you can't keep them kind of mentality. Shut it all out. Just get clear with yourself and honest with yourself and write down an aspect, every aspect of your life. You can make a pie chart. You can make lists and write down, where am I financially, mentally, spiritually? Do I have insecurities from past relationships that I need to heal from first? Am I a jealous person? Do I have unhealthy attachment styles? Am I an anxious avoidant personality? Get really honest with who you are and what you can bring to a relationship versus what another person needs to bring to you to somehow magically heal you. And I'd feel we have a lot less dysfunction in society if we identify what our own healthy boundaries and ideals are in love and identify how we can be healthier people to both love and be loved. Love is one of those things that we tend to run into illogically. We tend to just dive in headfirst, say, take a chance, be in love. All these love stories and movies, books, they've really idealized the notion of love. It's almost like, think of the Disney movies. Let's go back to that. Even though I'm kind of sick and over the whole, let's analyze a Disney movie and see how politically incorrect or how wrong or how it reinforces all these things. I'm kind of sick of that whole narrative because at the end of the day, we know it's a fairy tale. We know it's a movie. We know that there's things wrong with it. We know that there's things from the past that would not fly nowadays, but let's just look at it this way. These fairy tales, the ending ends with marriage happily ever after, but you never see what happens after the marriage. It's almost like the good part of a relationship ends right when you're married. And then it's kind of like, oh, I had the wedding. I had this beautiful love story. Now what? In that moment, that now what is the most critical, the most important integral part of a love story, of a relationship. After the commitment, after the rings, after all of that, what comes next? And that is what we need to focus on. Are you a person who can live with somebody else in harmony? Or are you messy? Are you unorganized? Or is this person that you're idealizing, would they be a good partner to come home to every night? Or will they just be playing video games? Or are they a workaholic so they don't even come home? Or perhaps even they like to party a lot and you don't like to party, but you want to fit into their life because you want them in your life no matter what. So I'm not against the idea of romantic love. I'm not against the notion of love at all. I believe that love is so much more than your relationship status. I believe love is a state of mind. It's a state of living. And romantic love is just another facet of living in love. I believe in giving love to your family or to your neighbors. Or if you don't have a family, like I was talking about, Lane Moore talks about how she doesn't have a family. So when people are like, oh, go be with your family or where's your family or family's everything, she just feels completely isolated and even lonelier because all these people seem to have good families or good family ties and she doesn't have that. So we have to find ways to spread that love and live in love, whether that's doing charity work, whether that's doing missionary work, working with children, working with people who are less fortunate, giving love to people and connecting with people far beyond just on the internet or at work or in your daily life, but actually going out 
and giving love and learning from people. I think that's so important. And also self-love. That's critical that we learn to love ourselves not for what we have or for who we're married to or for the amount of money we have or our GPAs or these external things, but loving ourselves for just being ourselves, for the things we've overcome, for who we truly are, our essence, and also love for our planet, love for the animals, love for creation, love in the way that you make food, loving the books that you read, the music you listen to, seeking out things to love instead of focusing on the things you hate. Those are all ways that we can begin to live in love. No romantic relationship is necessary for that. So if you're feeling lonely and like you have to have a partner or a relationship right now, take a step back and see your life in a big picture sense. Look at all these incredible things that you have going for you. Look at all these wonderful people that have come into your life, not necessarily in a romantic sense, but the person who gave you money whenever you were broke or somebody who gave you a ride when your car broke down, or maybe that stranger who stopped. And that's something that Lane Moore talks about in her book, how strangers have given her so much more love than she ever felt from her family in her whole life. Think about all those moments when somebody came through for you and you weren't expecting it, or people have given to you without ever asking for anything in return, or perhaps those moments where you gave to people and you never asked for anything in return either. That's love in its simplest form. Because I believe love, true love, is when we give to someone or we're there for someone and not expecting anything in return. And I'm not saying that you need to settle for a romantic love that you're being drained. I don't agree with that at all. But seeking to give love in this loving energy without wanting to quell some kind of insecurity or feeling or lack of feeling inside of you just to be in love with life, with everything. To be in love, in love. Listen to those words. To be in love. To be is the act of being. You don't have to do anything. It's just about being and in love, inside of love. It's not about falling in love. It's about being in love. It's a state of mind. It's a state of being. Once you figure out what it means to be in love, then you won't feel lonely. You won't feel suppressed or hungry for love. You won't be chasing it. You will just simply be in it. And that's something that is simpler you would expect. Now, if you want to be in a relationship now, make sure it's for the right reasons. Make sure it's not just to keep up with the Joneses or with people on social media or to prove anything to anyone else. And one of my favorite people, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, motivational speakers, if you will, is Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. He has an incredible, just a plethora of videos and podcast episodes and he's on Instagram and I found him on YouTube many years ago and he talks a lot about blocking out the outside noise how if we were alone on the planet if we were the only person alive on planet earth there was no other people around we would probably be happy because a lot of what blocks us from happiness or keeps us from feeling happy or being happy is outside noise other people's opinions the fact that we care so much about what others think or how they judge us or what they say to us. And living like that is never healthy. It's not healthy to live your life for somebody else because it's your life. You are the one who came out of that birth canal. You are the one who 
started walking, you're the one who holds your name and your identity. It's your life. Just because somebody gave you something or did something for you or identifies as a member of your family or friend group does not mean that they control your life. They're just a part of your life. Could be an integral part of your life, could be a not so integral part of your life, but they're just a part. They're not your whole life. Just like a relationship, a romantic relationship, they're not your whole life. They are simply a part of your life. Whether you want to make that part your whole existence, that's up to you, but You don't have to. And also, let's get into the subject of being worthy of love because I feel like what I've talked about, people might think, oh, I'm not worthy of love now because I don't have my finances in order or I don't have my mental health in order. And no, I don't believe that you have to be worthy of love. You already are love. As long as you are living in love, you give love out freely and openly without expecting anything in return just because to live in love is ultimate freedom and peace, then you are worthy of love because you are worthy of what it is that you give out. But don't ever think that you have to be absolutely perfect in your looks, in your finances, in your career, in your mental health in order for you to be open to love. And that's the thing is that many times we sabotage our relationships, either with romantic partners or with family or friends or whoever, Or we sabotage the relationship with ourselves because of traumas, because of things from the past, because of breakups, because of past hurt and heartbreak. And we can transcend those things because they don't have to be part of our story. If you're feeling really low and down because you're single and you're telling yourself, oh, it's because I don't deserve love, it's because maybe you cheated in the past, which a lot of people cheat and does not mean that they're bad people. Of course, I don't condone cheating ever because that brings a level of karma and it hurts you more than the person you cheated on. Frankly, I believe that. But even if you did all these mistakes in the past, maybe you left an incredible person. Maybe they left you because of something you did. Does not make you any less worthy of love. What's important is that you give that love that you seek so fervently from others back to yourself. Just because you've been divorced in the past or you've had many failed relationships does not mean that you can't find a person in the future. The thing is, when we become so attached to this idea that somebody needs to love us in order for us to be validated, if we keep chasing and chasing and chasing after the ideal of love, then that's when we come up empty. We keep feeling like we're not enough, that we're not worthy. And in reality, we're all worthy of love. But the most important love that you should seek is the one from yourself the one from within. Because once you master that relationship, once you master that level of self-love, regardless of what people say or think or what negativity they may spew at you, oh, you're 35 and you're still single. Once you transcend that, that's when it all comes in. It comes in freely. You don't even have to work for it. And that's something that some people might not agree with, because we're taught, oh, relationships are, have to be this way or has to, just get rid of the whole notion of what you think a relationship is or it should be or should not be. And just think, number one, does this relationship fit into my life and who I am right now? Or am I just going off the feelings of the moment and the need to not want to be alone? And two, ask yourself this, do I actually love myself? Or am I waiting for somebody else to come and love me so I could see the things about myself that deserve to be loved? Or so I can see things about me that are lovable. Healing is very important. Healing from the past, healing from heartbreak, healing from maybe the times where you treated yourself poorly or you settled for less than you deserved, or maybe the times where you were abused or you were the toxic one in the relationship, which a lot of us don't even realize we are the toxic ones. And then we go blaming others for the things that we need to heal within us. And singlehood 
is very important. Singlehood is everything, yet it's nothing at the same time. We put such a heavy weight on singlehood that we don't see the magic in it. We don't see that singlehood is actually the time for you, whether it's in between relationships or you've never had a relationship. This is the time for you to really get to know yourself. What do you need to work on? What makes you you? What are your standards? What are your weaknesses? These are fundamental questions to ask yourself in singlehood and not see it as this really negative place. Don't look at the stigma around singlehood and believe that that should be your story or your narrative. Instead, start to see this. I'm not single. I'm whole. I don't like saying that I'm single and I am single right now. I mean, I've dated people and things like that, but I haven't chosen the one yet, which I don't feel a rush to even choose the one right now because I'm getting to know myself. I was in a relationship where the other person dominated basically me. And many of you probably realize that I took a step back from YouTube. I wasn't uploading hardly anything. My life revolved around that person. And I knew it while I was in that relationship. I knew this was happening and it was my biggest frustration. And even when I told this person, hey, I need to focus on these other things, this person, I don't begrudge them anything because he had his own issues and his own traumas and his own things to heal from. And he didn't have the best, healthiest love language for me or a love language that didn't even work for me. I realized that he needed to heal. I'm not bitter towards him for this, but he took the fact that I wanted to work more on myself and my business, not as a, oh, I want to actually work so I can be a better partner for you. But he took it as I want to work and focus on myself because I don't love you. And maybe he was right. But at that time, I didn't know that. I just felt so stifled and so trapped in my love for him and his love for me that I thought I'm doing something wrong. There's something wrong with me. And that's why I have chosen to take time to heal now from that relationship. I've learned a lot from it. I look back not in any negative sense. I don't look back with regret ever. To be quite honest, I don't really look back. The only time I'm looking back is now. <laughs> I'm actually reflecting now. And then I also am very grateful looking back because I'm glad things transpired the way they were because if they didn't, then I would still be in that relationship now. I would still be stifled. And after I let go of that relationship, it's like everything else just kind of flourished in my life. <laughs> career-wise, mentally, all these opportunities started coming in. All these new people started coming in. I've had so much growth just in these past six months than I ever had at any point in my life. Even when I went through my awakening and everything kind of crumbled in my life, I did not have the level of self-awareness as I'm experiencing now. And that excites me because I'm growing. I'm getting better. And when you get better and you grow and you level up, you attract better. And I realized that that relationship I was in, I attracted it into my life because that was who I was at that time. Many times our relationships are mirrors and they end or they don't work out because you've already learned. Your lesson was learned in that moment. That relationship was to further you along in your journey. And it's not because you're a failure or you suck at love, but it's because you learned what you needed to learn from that moment, from that point in your life. And it's not to shut you down from love or shut you down from the prospect of being with somebody new 
or to tell you that you're not worthy of love, regardless of what happened in that relationship, but to teach you. Before that relationship, I was very self-centered. I was just about myself and making money. I was completely shut off from the idea of love because I had never really been in a serious relationship and relationship that was semi-serious before that, when I was around 20, 21, ended very badly. The person led me on, they didn't want commitment. And then along comes this other person who I met and basically gave me the whole world. I met them on an amazing trip. They gave me everything they had. They were very, very supportive. They were my best friend. And he taught me a lot about not love because of the way he showed me love, but he showed me how to love another person how to be open and vulnerable to another person. He also taught me what I didn't want in a relationship, taught me why my insecurities needed to be addressed, why I needed to work on myself, on my mentality, helped me realize that there's nothing wrong with me inherently, but I need to heal from things from the past. I need to work on myself for a while before I jump head first, blinders on into another relationship or to another thing and expecting the other person to catch me or expecting even the universe to catch me. I believe we should take responsibility for ourselves, not putting it on another person. And trust me, he put a lot on me, which is why I learned so much because I knew what it was like to be on the other side of things. Now, I don't believe that a man should put up with my insecurities or my toxicities. I realize that a man should not have to heal me. It's not his job to soothe my soul or to even give me what... God or the universe can give me. There are other things that I believe a relationship should do for you, which that's another topic for another episode (laughs) because I have a very different view on love. But what I'm saying is breakups, not being in a relationship, just doing you for a while. This is important time. Don't wish it away. Don't rush through it. Don't spend it just drinking and drinking away your sadness or whatever. Use it to grow. Use it to get better and not for another person or for a partner, but for yourself to learn how to love yourself, to learn how to be happy in your own skin, confident in your own skin. If you're under the age of 24, you've never been in a relationship. It's okay. Go live your life. Enjoy being single. Trust me, a relationship is a big responsibility. It's not all just fun and games, which a lot of it is fun and games. A lot of it is wonderful stuff, but when you meet your twin flame, if you believe in that, they reflect back to you exactly what you are and the things that you need to work on within yourself. It's not all just a blissful, happy fairy tale union. It's two humans uniting. And with humans comes a lot of problems. <laughs> is the person aligned with you spiritually? That's another thing is that we dive into relationships and then we realize that they're not at our level spiritually or mentally, and then we want to change them. We look at people like projects, like they have to adapt to us, or maybe even we have to adapt to them. When in reality, true love is loving the other person exactly as they are, flaws and all. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to accept another person's demons and take them on as your own? Maybe you are. And that's up to you to decide. Or maybe you're not. That's up for you to decide as well. You can just chill back and relax. Another thing is that we often have the love mindset of our parents or grandparents or even before that. A lot of us who maybe live in religious households or are still very connected to our culture and religion are still living by the paradigm of centuries ago when people used to live to what, 35? 
now we're living to 80, which means we have way more time than you're allowing yourself to think. It's almost like we have to have everything figured out in our 20s and have everything lined up in our 20s or else we're deemed a failure, not worthy, something's wrong with us. But it's all a journey. Life is always just about a journey. Once you reach the finish line, it's over. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I'd recommend if you're really feeling a lot of anxiety around being married at a certain age or finding the one or why am I not married now or I got divorced so no one will ever love me or have children, no one will ever love me. Take some time to take a step back from social media because I think that's probably what's giving you a lot of anxiety. Social media. Take a step back from it. Get off of it for a while. It's going to be there when you get back. Spend time living doing new things, traveling, volunteering, doing charity work, actually living your life. And not because you hope to find somebody. That could happen. Not saying it's not going to happen. It's happened to me many times. I've met incredible people when I was just out living my life, traveling. But don't make the end all and be all a relationship. It's fine if you want to have a family one day. You will have your family. You will. Don't stress. You will have your family. You will have a partner. You will have all those things. If you decide that that is what you deserve and that is what you want, it will come to you or you will find it. And you can have your standards. You can have your ideas on love. If you're an old romantic or hopeless romantic, whatever, you can be all those things. You don't need to apologize for it, but don't make that all there is to you and your life. Don't wear your singlehood on your forehead. Like you're branded, either branded crazy or branded unsuitable or branded not good enough or not pretty enough or not young enough, don't wear it on you. You are so much more than your relationship status or whether you have a ring or not or whether there's people in your DMs or not. Take a break from the swiping left or right from social media. Delete numbers that are just leading to dead ends. Block people if you have to. Block that ex that keeps trying to come back into your life and is just kind of waving a little piece of meat in front of you and pretending like, oh yeah, I want commitment, want commitment, but oh, never mind, never mind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just going to go over there. And you're like, what the heck is wrong with me? tie up all loose ends. If there's a relationship you're not happy with or someone's been leading you on, say, I'm sorry. I'm I'm moving on. I wish you the best, but I am the best. So sorry. I'm just kidding. But seriously, don't be afraid to say, this is not what I want. Stop waiting for somebody to somehow come and choose you and accept you. It doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be forever waiting or longing for someone. And it's almost like we're still living, like I said, in that old paradigm and that old patriarchal view of, oh, the old lady with a million cats sitting at home. Or even think about the movie Titanic about the lady who wore all her jewels every night to the bar waiting for her long lost love. That's not gotta be you. That is not you. That is not who you are in your essence. That's what they want you to think. That's what the media wants to portray so that you'll buy their latest app or you'll buy their new clothes because that's what guys will like or buy this, buy that, do this, do that because there's something not. No, focus on healing. Focus on why you are falling into this paradigm. Why do you believe this to be true? That's where the work needs to be done. That's where you need to invest your time in on why you're accepting these crazy feelings of lack and judgment on yourself. Healing, healing, 
healing, the magic word. Go to a therapist. I can't stress that enough. Going to therapy is so important. Whether that's holistic healing, a Reiki healer, traditional therapy, talking with maybe your priest if you're Catholic or maybe a pastor, somebody who can help guide you make you realize what your true worth is. Maybe it's getting a life coach. Don't accept your fate. That's one thing as well. Don't accept, oh, I'm just going to be like this all my life. No, life is changing all the time. This life right now, just take a look at your life right now. Look around you. This moment's never going to come back again. Even if you ride on the same bus or drive the same route to work, this exact moment is not going to be here again. This day right now, you will never live this day again. What does that tell you? Yes, life is going by and time is passing by, but life is changing. There's nothing that is permanent in life, even love, relationships. They either end when we die or sometime before. Of course, I hope that you, and I wish, and I believe that you will one day fall in love with somebody who will accept and love you for everything you are and everything you're not and everything in between. I believe that. Many times we block it ourselves, but my biggest wish for you is that in the moments in between where there's silence and there's nobody else but you and maybe a cat or a dog, maybe your children, in those moments where you're just you by yourself, that you love those moments, that you cherish those moments, that you feel the most invigorated in those moments, not distracting yourself either on your phone or watching TV or with a glass of wine, but just being there, feeling what it is to be alive, feeling what it is to be you in your most simplest, truest form. And don't beat on dead horses. It's time to move on from your ex. Time to move on from the past. Really, truly hope that when you do look in the past, you look back and say, I'm glad I went through that because it made me who I am today. It made me more knowledgeable, not more bitter, not harder, not closed off, not broken, but it made you stronger because here you are today. After all you've been through, you are here, alive, listening to me, (laughs) wherever you may be in the world. And then one day someone will walk in and be almost an extension of you. You will fit together so perfectly and so wonderfully that you say, I'm glad that I had to wait. I'm glad that I had a time to myself so that I could feel what it was like to love me, to love myself. And now I know that you love me too and that you're in love with me for a good reason because I know how amazing I am. And now I don't feel bad about being loved. I don't feel unworthy. I don't feel jealous. I don't feel insecure because I know there's something here that deserves to be loved. And because I love myself, I'm able to love you freely without feeling stifled or broken or empty. I love myself so that I'm not lost in you or waiting for you to come and give me things or draining you of your energy, but we're giving each other exactly what we need. Working together, growing together, raising children together, traveling the world together. And when you achieve that and you feel that and you appreciate that and you have that, there is no ex or no trauma or no past experience that can override that beauty because it exists. Love is not about possession. Love is not about obtaining something to prove to somebody else. Love is simply appreciating, cherishing, accepting of something or something else exactly the way it is and not for what it gives you or how it makes you feel or how they make you feel, but just by its presence, by the fact that this 
person came into your life and they just made it better. They came into your life free as well, free to love you, free to love all your flaws, all the things that maybe you're not completely happy about, but you don't hate about yourself, free to share life with you, time, to share time, the most expensive commodity, the most expensive thing. So don't waste your time. Embrace the time that you have now where it's not being marked or being defined by another person, but it's for you. This is your time. This is your time to do what it is that you've always wanted to do, to create what it is that you've always wanted to create, to be who you've always wanted to be. And that is to be your truest self, regardless of what anyone else thinks or says. This is your time because once you get into a relationship where you get married, it's no longer just your time anymore, is it? (laughs) It's that other person's time too. You're giving it to them. And it's not a negative thing to give somebody else's time. That is the greatest proof of love. I'm giving you my time. And make sure it's a person who's not just killing time with you either. (laughs) Because there are people out there who don't cherish their time. They're just wasting it away. But once you appreciate those things, give those things that you crave from somebody else back to yourself the time, the care, the nurture, the love, then you'll never be hungry. And anything that somebody brings into your life will only be adding, not subtracting. So my words of advice for you, if you can just take away anything from this podcast episode, is to stop watering dead plants and instead start watering the garden within yourself. Start planting new seeds. Start creating. Start producing instead of just consuming. Start to live your life on your own terms. You don't have to explain it to anyone or anything. If it feels right, go for it. And know you are so much more than just a human here on earth. You're so much more than just a photo on a dating app or a profile on a dating app. You are so much more than your relationship history, your sexual history, your past. All that stuff does not exist anymore. It's in the past. If you decide to leave it there, it no longer exists. Start to appreciate and love yourself more and work on yourself so that when somebody comes and says, I love you, you don't have to question it. When somebody tells you, oh, you would be a great husband or wife or mother or father, you won't even question it. You'll agree. Say, yes, thank you. I appreciate that. I believe so too. Heal so you can be yourself again. Grow so that you can overcome what once tried to kill you. And love not to just receive, but to just be. To be in love that's what it's all about. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please feel free to share it with somebody or leave me a review. Five stars would be wonderful on Apple. (laughs) So thank you guys. If you'd like to connect with me, I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Links are always in the description of these podcasts as well as YouTube. If you guys would like to see videos or podcasts on any of the topics or the things I have discussed in this episode, please be sure to let me know. Follow Taking Back Your Power on Instagram. There is a good place where you can DM me at Taking Back Your Power. Thank you so much for tuning in. Always remember this, my beautiful angels. No matter who you may be in this life, no matter your relationship status or what you may look like or your past, your finances, any of those things, always remember this. Your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you all, and don't forget to join me for next week's episode of Taking Back Your Power. Bye-bye.